0: and welcome to Blissful Living. My name is Rochelle Lawson and I am your host and I have a fabulous show for you today full of some wonderful information that you will be able to utilize immediately and it's just really, it's a really yummy topic and it will help you to relieve or possibly eliminate stress out of many areas of your life. Um, We're going to be talking today with my guest, Kay Lowry, and we're going to be talking about awakening the heart and the gateway to stepping into your sweet spot. And like I said, there's so many wonderful things that Kay is going to share with us about how we can do this so that we can potentially relieve stress in areas of our life and have a more blissful life. So with no further ado, I'd like to welcome Kay Lowry. How are you doing, Kay? Oh, I am
1: so I'm so thrilled to be with you, Rochelle. I'm just so excited about today's topic and spending this time with you and your listeners.
0: Oh well we are we are very glad that you are taking time out of your busy schedule to Talk to us today and share this wonderful information. As you know, my heart is very um, fond or connected to this to this area, and um, I think it's really beneficial for us, you know, us, meaning me, you, and the listeners, to learn a little bit more about how we can truly live a blissful life every day. And so how I want to break this show up today is to— start and just have you tell us um about um awakening the heart and actually can you explain to us um what that actually means
1: oh i would love to do that and let let me just tell you back up for just a minute and tell you just what I do with clients is that I really help them fall in love with their vital self and step into their sweet spot and make lifestyle changes. So, you know, this part on awakening your heart is all about falling in love with your vital self. And how one does that is really a combination of self-care, self-awareness, and really opening your heart and an open mind so the three of these things together can really fuel our listeners and ourselves to step into our sweet spot you know that sweet spot um, when you're playing tennis and a tennis racket where it just flies over the net and you as a result get the most out of the rest of life and when there's not a sweet spot and when you're shut down and your heart is closed you know, that leads to just the opposite, the isolation, the pain, and feeling demotivated. So awakening the heart is all about feeling refreshed and ready for
0: life. So let me ask you, Kay, um, is there is there a connection to... It seems like there's a connection, like when you're able to awaken your heart, you're able, you're more able to find your sweet spot, you know, you're more able to step into that gateway. So I think there's a definite connection, but can you tie that, you know, can you explain a little bit more about that connection to our listeners just in case, um, you know, they might not quite have the the interpretation of what what we're going to be talking about today?
1: right because when your heart is open and your your mind is open as well um it, it that is really being in your sweet spot that is really being um in touch with who you are and what's happening with you and it's sort of the core of feeling refreshed and being resilient um it's where you can you know, where you take the time out for self care and you are more self aware of what's going on. You're not trying to push away the pain, you're not trying to manipulate your feelings.
0: Right. You're feeling
1: really, really, really good even though you know you're not perfect and life is full of challenges and you know, you may have blotchy skin or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's more you know it's it's you, you still feel good blotchy
0: okay. skin and all right <laughs> right i got you it's like um it's what we call like in ayurveda um sattvic. it's like this most perfect spot that you are so comfortable with yourself that it doesn't matter how you look or or what's going on inside of you, but you're just so comfortable and in love with yourself that everything is beautiful and it's blissful and it's, you see the true essence of what's in front of your eyes and you appreciate it with, you know, sincere gratitude. And so I think that's really beautiful and that's why I love this because um, awakening your heart has so many, many profound benefits to us. But not only that, it allows us to connect with our spirit as well. And I sometimes don't think people think that. I think they think maybe that, that connecting with the spirit is all a mind thing, but your heart has an importance in that as well. Wouldn't you say, Kay?
1: Absolutely. And the heart and mind uh, can go together and and hopefully – you know, be open without having to feel like you have to be perfect.
0: Right. You know, and that, that, that I, um, I totally agree with you with that, um, point as well. Now, Kate, how, how does one, first of all, how does one go about trying to, awaken their heart or establishing or getting to the point of doing that. How 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 would one per, how would somebody do that?
1: Well, you know, the really beautiful thing about this is you can just start wherever you are. You know, you don't have to like have to get to, you know, I have to be, you know, a runner and run marathons and then I can, you know, really you know, start being the the great person I want to be. It's like wherever you are, you can start. And all of us want to be younger and thinner, and t- some of us want to be taller. Maybe some of us want to be shorter. or they, Or maybe somebody wants to be somewhere else entirely. But, you know, how you get going is just to really start where you are and the, I turned to some ancient teachings to learn more about staying open. And one of the first things that it was, I was delighted to see it, the, the this book I was looking at say is Start Where You Are. And this was a um, book I was looking at on Tibetan Buddhist teachings for insights into my own suffering and, and that of my clients. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is just a a book that I was looking at by Pima Chodron called Start Where You Are, A Guide to Compassionate Living.
0: Oh, I love her. I I, I love, love, love her. I have some... Um, not to get off subject, but I have some. Yeah. Just so the listeners can know, this this um, Pima Sheldon is just a beautiful lady, beautiful spirit, and um, she has some beautiful things out there that are so beneficial. So you might want to stop if you're driving and pull over and write this this author's name down and um, the title of the book that Kay is referring you to because right. it is it's really. Once you once you get a hold of just one piece of her her work, you will want more because it it will benefit you profoundly. So go back, Kate. Can you give them the name? Yeah, again? The and the then. name is sure. The name of the
1: book again is Start Where You Are: A Guide to Compassionate Living. And she's taken uh, much of what I was reading about from Trungpa Rinpoche, um, but you know that's the really great thing about it is that we can use whatever we're feeling, whatever we encounter, whether it's unwanted or wanted, to start opening the heart and start being more generous with ourselves and other people. So, you know, it just, that makes it so simple. We don't have to push anything away. If you're feeling pain, you know, you can lean into that pain and, and embrace it and, you know, soften up a little bit around it. So you don't have to spend time avoiding what you don't want.
0: Right. And, you know,
1: my heart really left when I started reading Pima Chodron's book and saw that unwanted and painful things are the very ingredients for awakening, compassion, and (laughs) self-acceptance. I mean, that's totally uh, counterintuitive to me. Right. And it was so refreshing at the same time.
0: I'm sure a lot of us can, you know, relate to that. Um, that going through something that might, we might equate as being negative actually will have positive benefits to us. It's like, you know, when you were a little kid and you first learned how to ride the bike without training wheels. Well, you fell a few times, but you didn't give up. You got back on that bike. You may have had skint knees. I know I did. I still have the battle scars. <laughs> skint knees, skin elbows, but I didn't give up because I was so determined to ride my bike without training wheels. So I was willing to go through that pain to achieve the positive benefits of being able to ride the bike and no longer having to fall, right? And right, so right. the same thing is like correlates to awakening your heart. Even though sometimes we have to go through pain to get to the the bliss, believe me, sometimes going through that pain is all worth getting to the bliss that lives inside us if it's going to be so profoundly beneficial to us and those that are around us. And I, I think that's just beautiful. I wish society would kind of get more on track with that, but um, hmm, there's just still work to be done.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the uh, whole idea of the pain, Pain pleasure principle is that we want to avoid pain and we want to move towards pleasure. I mean, that just makes a lot of sense. So that's why this is so counterintuitive that actually leaning into one's personal pain really, um, you know, is so, is such a, a loving act for oneself. It's really, um, a great, great act of self-love, and and for others as well, feeling their pain and having compassion for it. So, yeah, it's not something we probably grew up thinking was a good thing, but in this particular instance, it actually is.
0: (laughs) So now, can you tell us um, what are some challenges that cause us to to shut down and and close our hearts?
1: Well, you know, it's so easy to reject. I mean, we're so many of us are so judging. And we're hard on ourselves as well as other people. So right. we kind of tend to reject what we don't like in ourselves and other people. And then, you know, when we reject these parts of ourselves, we tend to withdraw. And we want to hide. We want to run away. And so that's, you know, that's when we're shutting down and we once we shut down, we're no longer able to really stay in the present. So it's, you know, really anything that when we start judging ourselves and finding ourselves lacking that, you know, becomes this kind of a challenge. And what, what's so easy to have happen is we just like to leapfrog to that place we'd rather be. You know, we just we just wanna be there, you know, to that perfect place where we have a lot of money and everything is going our way. Right. Um, you know, but I work with people, a lot of people who are trying to lose weight and what I found at the end of the day they really feel that they're not good enough. Oh,
0: they really right. you know,
1: looking inside, you just can see it that they feel, I'm just not good enough. You know, I don't deserve to look you know, beautiful on the right, outside. Right, right. And feeling like you're not good enough is kind of the ultimate, I think, self-judgment that is so demotivating. Right. And, you know, so that's why I think the first step is really to start you know, when you face these kinds of challenges, is to begin looking at what I call, look at what's under the hood.
0: Right. You know,
1: and look at what's going on inside, and we may think it's the challenges of the boss, or you know, our spouse, or our kids, or you know, whining or whatever it is. But but you know, underneath that all, it comes this judgment and these things that we want to run away from and hide from. Right. And once we realize we don't have to run away and hide, it just really makes so much difference.
0: Right. I I, I agree. I think that's very beautifully stated. And I love how you touched on the point that, um, you know, people really and truly deep down inside don't think they're good enough. And I think that is the problem with so many things in, in how we live our lives today is we're always lacking the self-confidence or what I describe um, as our net worth because we don't feel great about ourselves. And it really truly is based on outside influences and how we compare ourselves To others, you know, Um, I know you work with people that, you know, want to lose weight and stuff. And our society has projected to everyone that you need to be a size two, you know, to to be perfect. And I don't. I I tell people that's not necessarily true. You know, if God wanted everybody to be a size two, then we wouldn't—we would all be a size two, and we'd have other issues that we wouldn't be—we would feel we're not good enough, you know, to measure. But with society, um, people sometimes take it to the extreme— And that's why we have the problem with obesity, you know, because people aren't treating themselves the best that they should be treating themselves because they don't believe that they deserve it. And so they do a lot of unhealthy things that are damaging to their body and actually have the reverse effect on their body that they that they really think they want to achieve, but it's actually the reverse that's happening. And so, you know, there's obesity and all this overweight and just things like that are spiraling out of control. And and so I, I love how you mention that and tie that into you know what shuts us down and how we need to get past that so that we can awaken our heart and and have that love of of ourselves. And it's it, that's just beautiful, Kay. I mean, really, really, really beautiful. Now Yeah. Oh, now, yeah, I um I want to move kind of a little bit. I want to shift from so much of, you know, talking about awakening the heart to really tying that into, you know, our society with and when I say that, you know how fast everything is moving and how chaotic and stressful our society we live in a, a very stressful society during a very stressful time. There's a lot of unrest all over the place. And so what I want to talk about now is how can we, um, how can, how does awakening the heart allow us to uh, reduce or eliminate the, the stress or the chaos that might be happening in, in our lives? Well, it
1: really is a a, a good tie-in, because if you're feeling burnt out and stressed, it's really a, a good sign and a sure sign that that, you're, that we're shutting down. Um, you know, we're not feeling refreshed because there's just things are bearing down on us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I already mentioned that, you know, it really takes a little bit of a shift, you know, a little bit of a time, give ourselves a little bit of some time during the day to de-stress, so um, that we can stop running and spinning so fast. And you know, I love the uh, the Mad Hatter and Alice in Wonderland. Is yeah. such a... a- such a great way of thinking of that stressed, you know, hassle person. I'm late. I'm late for a very important day. Time to say hello, goodbye. I'm late. I'm late. You know, this is a person who's like, you know, not experiencing the present. They're just like, oh my God, are they harried? Right. And so much. So many of us are, are like that throughout our days. And In fact, we're doing that on the roads, the freeways, the highways. You know, gotta get there. Gotta get there. Go faster. You know.
0: Right. And.
1: And actually, you know, that's a kind of a running away. You know, that's a kind of a hiding. You know, we're trying to get somewhere we're not. And so taking a little bit of time to kind of rediscover ourselves and rediscover, you know, what it would take to awaken the heart, it just takes, you know, a few moments. It's not something you have to go live on a mountaintop for. But, you know, in fact, it just starts with celebrating the moment we're in right now, you know, the celebrating the now and leaning in and breathing into it, breathing in whether it's pain or joy and then letting go of it. Mm-hmm. You can be very, very, very quick, um, you know, but you probably have noticed um you know, I, at least I have, and I, I think other people I've worked with, that when we're stressed, we tend to hold our breath. Oh, yes,
0: yeah. most you know, definitely. Kinda,
1: yeah, hold on for dear life and hold our breath along with yeah. it. So it's kind of, you know, letting, allowing ourselves to, to breathe in and breathe out, you know, even taking a couple of deep breaths in and out and then breathing in the pain or the joy, whatever you're feeling now, and then letting go of all the stuff of life, you know, in
0: an out breath. It's okay, you guys, really hold powerful. on one second, Kay, because this is something, you know, I, I I talk about this as well, and it has, it's just wonderful, and it's so easy to do, and you can do it anywhere. So what I want the listeners to do is, you can do this no matter where you are or what you're doing. Now, if you're driving, we definitely don't close your eyes. But you can do this. You can you can take some nice slow deep breaths in, allowing your abdominal area to expand, and then slowly, you know, releasing the breath and then exhaling. And and just like Kay, Kay, do it again. Just so people, if you you guys are listening and you can you can tune in to us and, and just take this 10 seconds to enliven yourself. It's gonna be so yummy for you for the rest of the day. So, Kate, lead us one more time into the, the breath.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we're just, you know, breathing in, taking a nice deep breath, inhale and feeling whatever you're feeling, pain or pleasure. And then letting it go, letting that feeling go on as you exhale and just letting it go all the way out. Just inhale and exhale. Letting go of all the stuff of life. You can, yeah, do that a couple of times in a few seconds, and, boy, can it be refreshing.
0: Oh, and, that's beautiful. Yeah, that that's, that's really yummy. Go on, Kay.
1: So, you know, you can awaken your heart quickly and uh, de-stress and, you know, stop the burnout. And so, you know, but you may want to even take a little bit more time than just a few deep breaths. Um, You know, one of the things that I do is some self-care in the morning before work. And I work with these slogans that I discovered through Pima Chodron's work Uh Lojong Cards.
0: Hold on, Kay. Okay, again, you guys, did you hear that name? Pima Chodron. That's the lady that is the author of Start Where You Are, A Guide to Passionate Living that Kay that we talked about just a few minutes ago. Pima children, you want to get that, write that down, um, because here we are talking again about something that Kay's discovered that Pima children, um, you know, is awakening the world with. So go ahead on, Kay.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I just do this once in the morning, and they're from these 59 Buddhist teachings on living life with fearlessness and compassion. And you know, it can be as simple as just seeing and observing our oneself and what you do, you know, the warts and all right. <laughs> Without trying to change. It just it's just being an observer to what happens. Just feeling and seeing your resentments, your fears, whatever comes up. Right. You know, it can be positive feelings too. And just allowing it to be. You know, that in and of itself can be so freeing. You're just observing it, you're seeing it, and you're allowing it to be.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. I like that. That that, that goes so hand-in-hand hand with, um, you know, the teachings of Ayurveda, and so it's amazing to me how um, Buddhism and Ayurveda are very similar in a lot of things, and and how simple these things are but yet they're so beneficial to us in our life and and I think sometimes because they're so simple to do we don't think that we're going to benefit from them and I think that's what deters people from doing it but once they try it and they you know make a habit of it and then it becomes something they do naturally they realize that wow, look how far I've progressed and look how how much better I feel about myself and look how I'm able to so easily handle the challenges of the day. You know, before I I started doing this, I I wasn't handling it appropriately. So it's just beautiful, Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, Kay, are there any practical um, ways of when a person gets stuck or – you know, are experiencing something that they, you know, that's I want to say negative. Is there any practical ways to um, help them move through that and and you know go on forward or basically get stuck or feel from the get unstuck from the feeling of being stuck?
1: Yeah, and just just on the same that we've already had, you know, um, let's say that you're. Um, you feel unwanted and unloved, you know. So on an inhale, feel the feeling, unwanted and unloved. You know, I'm accepting that. I totally accept that that's how I feel. And then on the exhale, I can I can transform that. I can feel, you know, loved and wanted. So it could just be, again, It's it's matching the breath with the feelings, with whatever those feelings are, and allowing them to be and accepting them and then seeing uh, you know looking at at the opposite too looking at what the and and the potential for feeling that opposite if not for yourself for other beings you know for other human beings allow right. everyone in the universe to feel loved and wanted oh so, nice again, very quick, very quick. And there are some other things that we can talk about along the way. Um, I have three self care strategies to banish stress and in what I do. Um, but, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But also, just a simple walk can relieve right. stress and, and put you in a better mood and allow you to maybe process some of those feelings that, that you might have had. Right. Know, whether it's about another person or yourself,
0: I, I agree. And I, I, I tell people, if you're, um, you know, someone working in an office and you're in, you're feeling a little um, challenged, so we should say, or you just want to take a break, it's a wonderful thing that if you can go outside and just take a walk around nature. Now I know it's difficult in cities like San Francisco um, or New York. You know, because of the downtown climate. It's, it's not the most natural setting. However, if you're somewhere outside of those two major cities, or even Chicago, I'm going to say anything with a big metropolitan downtown, it may not be as conducive. However, I think getting outside and just getting outdoors alone will invigorate you because it's going to change Everything you're gonna have to breathe a little bit to you know you have to step in to walk to the elevator to get down and walk out or whatever the case may be, but it's just gonna the movement and the change of scenery is gonna really um bring you back in tune and help you to restore things back into balance within yourself and and i I really do prefer that going out in nature, but if that's not possible then. Just getting up is, is always good and just doing a little bit of movement. Now, now Kay, um, is there any other um, tips or strategies that a person might be able to utilize with regards to, um, you know, restoring or recreating that awakened feeling in their heart and having that joyful mind?
1: Absolutely. You know, we've kind of talked about how we can better welcome whatever comes up instead of trying to push it away. Mm -hmm. So that's number one, you know, for awakening your heart and becoming more joyful. It's just so enlivening. But the other thing that is so easy and, well, sometimes easy, sometimes less easy, (laughs) is to focus on the now, Right. focusing on the present moment make all the difference And, and in fact you know most problems we have arise when we start thinking about the future or think about the past right and you know when when we stay in the now things get a lot easier and in fact if you think about it in reality the now is all we have right and you know the interesting thing is is that the Zen Buddhist question um, if not now when
0: right right <laughs> brings
1: that whole thing up is all we have is the present and if we squander it thinking about the future or the past, it will never come our way again. Right. So, you know, this is the now is really about savoring life and living mindfully. Um, and that's, you know, even comes into play with with eating. I mean if you think about the pleasure of eating, it's one of the great pleasures. right. But how many of us, when we eat, we're thinking we're we're on the computer, thinking about something else, we're watching TV exactly thinking about what's on the TV. You know, we really like to scarf down, you know, a bowl of whatever it is, ice cream. We didn't even really notice we had it.
0: Right. You know, or was, those people but, that drive in their car while they're eating uh-huh. some some right. unhealthy fast food choice, you know, it's just a mindless type of state of being. They don't even right. they don't even taste the food that they're really e- eating, let alone enjoy the experience of eating right. because they're driving so it's it's the exactly. constant you know I say you know you can't enjoy the moment if you're constantly trying to live for the future or in the past and exactly you only like you said Kay you only have this moment this is the moment right now that you have control over you can't control the future because you don't know what's going to happen and you can't control the past because it's it's already happened but you can control the moment right now and by bringing your state of awareness and presence to the moment, you actually be able you actually are able to enjoy it because it's so precious and you realize that that you take the time to really enjoy being in the presence. And I think that once you experience that and and incorporate that into your life, it becomes such a wonderful way to um basically live in bliss and and live just just joyfully
1: absolutely and it's also you know a great weight management tip of really enjoying your food and slowing down and you know letting your brain register that you're full uh, before you've overeaten so you get sort of a double benefit you get the the joy the pleasure and you know you you haven't overeaten so It's, uh, yeah, living in the now just um, has so many rewards.
0: Mm, I love it. Really, really, really like it. Now, as um, we leave the, you know, wonderful strategies that you've given to us, I want to kind of segue into, um, and I'm sure the strategies will continue, but change the focus a little bit with regards to, you know, I, I... love to teach people how to live blissfully and living blissfully every day is extremely possible. It's, it's not something that only a few can do. Anyone can do it. And I like how you have, um, you know, the part of living every day with joy, grace, and ease. And so can we just touch on that? How can we live every day with joy, grace, and ease?
1: Well, there's some really easy, easy things that you can do to transform your world in even just a moment. Um, You know, one of my favorites is just to drop everything else in the morning and savor your favorite brew, you know, with chai, coffee, whatever it is. But to really just sit and savor it, mm-hmm.
0: usually you know, a lot of people might just gulp, gulp mm-hmm. and go, <laughs> but, and then wonder you know, why they have acid reflex on the way to work when they're stuck in traffic. Right, right. right.
1: <laughs> but this could be your this could be your five minutes of sheer bliss a day. Right. Um, you know, and 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 then you've got you know you start the day with some joy. And, you know, taking time out that makes, time, you know, time stand still. Um, it could be, you know, some people love quilting. You know, something that just really focuses you and just takes you into the moment that you really love to do. Um, and then, you know, having a little fun along the way. I mean, just to, you know finding things in life that you really want to put you know on your bucket list and you want to put on your schedule maybe it's a hot air balloon ride you know that you might have a month from now oh yeah Um, and it could be you know stopping to smell the magnolia blossoms Mm -hmm. just a very quick you know something that you inhale and that brings you a moment of joy And that allows you to spend the rest of the day in more of a sense of grace and ease. Mm. And I think most of all, it's walking away from guilt. You know, so many of us are spending our days feeling guilty.
0: Right. You know,
1: just being able to choose what you enjoy and what can be sustained, instead of setting yourself up for things that you have to do that you know are impossible.
0: Right. You know,
1: making change manageable, for example. And I had um, two clients. One was trying to, well, they were both trying to stop drinking anything Uh with caffeine. Uh And one was going to do it cold turkey and, you know, stop and never take anything again the other was really the other person was really smart he was working with his wife to help his wife on this uh-huh. so you know just gradually he was changing the coffee up so it started with all caffeine then it was three quarters caffeine right know, it was half caffeine and weaning off of it you know over a few weeks and then you know a few weeks later the his wife wasn't you know, having any headaches. Right. She was, she was, had gotten off the caffeine. Whereas this other woman, her name was Barbara, she had just given up because the headaches were so severe. Right. She just couldn't do it. Right. So that's what I mean by choosing something that you can sustain, that you can enjoy the process, and it doesn't set you up for a defeat.
0: Right. Or so, additional, or adding additional stresses to your already. You know, challenging chaotic life. I mean, I think the the gentleman that did the weaning off of the caffeine, how smart is that? You know, and the wife probably didn't even notice it because she was not having the caffeine withdrawal symptoms. And so many times, people really do set themselves up for failure um, when. The simple, the most simplest way to do it, where they could succeed, they don't want to do it again, because, like I said earlier, because it just seems too simple to do. you know and so um, by by gracefully spending time with yourself in the morning and gracefully allowing that joy to come into you, has a tremendous beneficial again that word beneficial but a tremendous beneficial effect on how the rest of your day will go because that moment again living in that present moment is really really special and you will begin to enjoy those and you will see that you won't be as stressed when you're driving to work you you know you won't you you just won't and, and you won't let little things like someone cutting you off. Maybe (laughs) you won't let little little things like that um, take away from the grace and joy and the peace that you, you're having in the morning. So it's, it's really beautiful. Can you tell us Kay, how we can use, um, I'm sorry, can you tell us how, how does gratitude and optimism fit into all of this process? Yeah.
1: The great thing is about optimism is that what, what, there's um, the, the beautiful thing is really that people who are more optimistic tend to bounce back in life more easily from their challenges. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, you know it has that benefit and it also has the benefit of better health. People have less flu and cold sy- symptoms. They right. have better heart health. Um, and the you know the way to cultivate optimism can be so simple. And my favorite way is really um, a gratitude exercise that I do. Uh, that's evidence-based, actually. Um, Martin Seligman, in his book, Flourish, um, he's the the guru of positive psychology, has really measured this. Uh And the people who do this exercise are actually more optimistic. And the, the simple exercise is just to write down three things that went well today and say why they're important. And you could either do this last thing in the evening or first thing in the morning or whenever you can fit it in, really. Right. But, um, you know, they really give you a list because it's so easy to think about what went wrong.
0: Right. And
1: this gives you a what went right feeling and why. You you can really think about what's important about that and really reconnect with, with the good things in life. That's and doing that on a regular basis, let's say over a month's period of time, uh-huh. people really see the difference. And and I certainly have.
0: Isn't that wonderful? I, I like that because, as you, as you stated, um, and it's a lot of things that I do with, with my clients as well, as you stated, it's focusing on the positive because it's so easy to focus on the negative. It's so easy. But what this does, this exercise does, is helps, it makes you focus on the positive. You really have to think about what are three positive things that happened to me today? You know, and, and when you focus on the positive, what happens is little by little by little, you start seeing more positive in your life because you become more focused on that versus the negative stuff. And I'm, and I truly believe that When you focus on the positive and being optimistic, of course, yes, those people tend to be more successful. They don't let failure prevent them from succeeding. Um, They tend to have sometimes a lot more, lot less stress because they're always, they always know that, um, you know, they have options and they, and they have things that they can control what they control. They know what they can control in their life. So they're very optimistic about things. And, because of that, sometimes what i found over my years of um, being a nurse and in practice is that the people that are the most optimistic have the best health, and when they're in a crisis, because sometimes people have a crisis or a, child, a health challenge, such as you know a mild heart attack or something like that, those people tend to have the better prognosis of getting well as well. So... Um, I think it, it's very significant and really it's something that we can all benefit from that will just help us to live so much better. Right, Kay?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Now you wouldn't say that any of this, um, you know, living with every living every day with joy, grace and ease I personally would not call this some kind of spiritual practice. And I just want to make the audience, the listeners, um, understand that this information is not tied to one religious aspect or another. It can be utilized by everybody without without any, you know, offenses to any other, to any religion that you may practice. It's something beautiful. And I think all teachers in every religion have followed this at one time. And that's why they were such great teachers. How can, um, how would you best describe Kay, um, how would you best describe, a a typical scenario where you're introducing this way of life to one of your your clients, someone that's just coming to you?
1: Well, a typical way would be really talking about people's stress and burnout because that's usually the number one thing that comes up. And then we're usually next talking about just being able to spend a little time with themselves because that is a gift. And most people think they're just too darn busy to have any time for themselves. Right. But it it is the foundation, the very foundation of being able to calm your mind. And calming your mind is truly the foundation for any lifestyle change that will deal will, will lead to better health. Um, it's it's really one of the things that I do with people is have uh, some ways for them to um, awaken their and rekindle their well-being and usually what those five ways that I have for people can be um, just even visualization, like visualizing a beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. Affirmations, you know, affirming themselves in the present.
0: Can you, can you, um, just in case we have listeners that don't really know what an affirmation is? Can you just explain it to them, please?
1: Yeah, an affirmation is really stating where you want to be, as if, so as if you are already there. So one of my favorites is. I am whole and complete, just as I am.
0: Oh, so I can
1: do anything if I put my mind to it. So it could be something that you are striving for, but you're presenting it as if you have already achieved it. You know, I am so thankful now that I'm relaxed and confident. That comes from the unity um, community temple folks, uh-huh. um, and um, as well, journaling is really a great technique for just, you know, getting, writing the stress all out. Right. You know, writing it all out. Meditation is, and can be done in just a few minutes a day. Right. It can be a matter of just a, almost a kind of a relaxation exercise. It doesn't have to be a religious practice, just like you said. Right, right. Um, yeah, and we already mentioned the gratitude. So there's some just really helpful practices that can be done anywhere from one minute a day to 30 minutes a day, depending upon how much time you feel like you can devote to it. Um, but they're, they're all very easy. They're all very practical, easy, um, you know, things you don't need, any special equipment, right. special you,
0: know, you don't have to go out and spend money on you can just do them
1: absolutely but they really are the foundation for for living a a life where you're falling in love with your vital self or you're making lifestyle changes whether it's you know losing weight or some other thing that you really want to do for yourself or your health
0: right i like the um i have Myself and still do use the journaling, and I have a, several journals, um, but I have one that I particularly write on, write in, especially when I'm I'm feeling out of balance and I have a lot of fire. I'm a naturally um, a high fire person, anyways, or as we say in Ayurveda, I'm a Pitta dosha. And so what I have found was that. And I've been doing this since I was a kid. This is just so amazing to me. But what I found was, is that when I write it out, when I write my frustrations out, and there, believe me, there are times when I wish I would have written it out instead of verbalized it, (laughs) it would have been so much better, but when I write them out, at the end you have this complete release as if you had verbalized it it's it's i hate to use this word but it's my it's where i grew up and all that but it's such a trip because it's almost as if you had you know, had you had said it to that person or those people or whatever but you didn't and it's a, it's compacted in this safe private little spot and sometimes i even have gone back and read some of the things that you know really like stressed me out or made me angry or whatever. And I needed to release. And when I re- go back and read it, it's sometimes so funny. Cause I'm like, really, I can't believe I got upset over this. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, it has benefits, you know, multiple benefits, but it is a wonderful way to, to release, you know, your fire or your stress or your frustration And, um, and so I'm so glad you mentioned it. And of course I, I do meditation and as well being a certified meditation specialist, but, um, it's just some of these things don't have to be difficult, I guess is what I'm trying to tell people. And I know you're trying to convey that too. Listen up, you guys, everything that Kay said and mentioned today are things so easy to do, but will benefit you profoundly profoundly, and I know I use that word a lot, but I think that's the best emphasis that I can make to you is that simple to do, easy to do, you just have to do them, and then you will see for yourself how wonderful and beneficial they are to not just you, but to every aspect of your life. Would you agree, Kay? Oh,
1: absolutely. You know, life is hard enough, and to, you know, be kind to ourselves, we want to take some easy steps to really, you know, be kind and generous and loving to ourselves, not not make it, you know, hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, like you said, life is hard enough without us making it harder, you know, we don't have to do that. And Kay has given us some wonderful, wonderful ways in how we can awaken the heart and we can step into our, our um, step into the gateway of our sweet spot. And so before we wrap it up, um, we still have time. But what I want to do, Kay, is I want you to tell people just a little bit about how you happened to discover these, you know, I know you told us a little bit as you – were educating us. But how did you happen to discover this beautiful way of living this blissful life? And um, just tell us a little bit about about that process for you.
1: Sure. Well, you know, way, way early on, I became kind of a slave to the scale, <laughs> and a stress eater. And, you know, I must have lost and regained the same uh, Ten to fifteen pounds, like maybe twenty-five times. Mm-hmm. And you know, on reflection, I really realized that I had a childhood wound, and I had just been started hiding out and using food to comfort myself. Right. And you know, I it just brought me a lot of pain. I had a childhood betrayal. And, you know, I wanted to hide that betrayal from myself and and others. So, but, you know, over time it just didn't feel good and it felt worse and worse and, you know, complicated my life. I was always trying to push away this wound, this bad feeling, this struggle. And you know, then about five years ago or so, I just, I had an aha moment. And I just said, you know, I cannot live like this anymore. This is just, this is, you know, this is not the way I want to live my life. And, you know, I I started some practices. You know, I started the process of self-discovery and self-awareness. Some of the things that we talked about today, all of them, I really learned myself and developed them into, you know, a three-step blueprint for wellness and weight loss. And they all come from, you know, the tough times I had and my insights into awakening my heart and doing all of the other things, um, really the self-care, taking time out for myself, and the lifestyle changes that allowed me to um, be, you know, be happier and to lose the weight and keep it off finally. Right. Right. As a nutritionist and dietitian, you know the, the technical information was not enough for me because, as Ann Landers said, it's not what you're eating; it's what's eating you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and, and that certainly was true for me. <laughs> oh, that's great! It's it's so you know you guys listen. Kay is um, she can help you if you. If you're if you want to free yourself from dieting and be successful with maintaining your weight and being healthy as you can tell or as you have heard she has some wonderful wonderful tools and strategies and and a lot of information to share with you that will allow you to just be yourself and really awaken your heart and really learn how to love yourself so that you can be successful with maintaining your weight and, and free yourself from the, I want to say, the handcuffs of dieting. I just want to know, okay, how can people um, get in contact with you if they want to learn more? Can you, can you give us that sure. insight?
1: absolutely and i offer private coaching seminars retreats and as a conference speaker I'm available and you can find out more at my website which is slimdownandwin.com that's s l i m d o w n a n d w i n.com or you can call us at 1888 or I live in Maryland, the local number here at the office is 301-869-1787.
0: Well, there you have it, everyone. You have Kay's information. And if she touched your heart and you want to learn more about how you can work with her or how she can help you to awaken your heart so that you truly fall in love with yourself and learn to live a life of bliss, as we so promote here on the Blissful Living um, show, then that would be fabulous. And I'm sure Kay would welcome all of you to call her who are interested in, in learning more and working with her. And so now what I would like to do is thank my guest, Kay Lowry, for being here and educating us and sharing this wealth of information. It was a pleasure, Kay, to have you on the show. I know everyone benefited profoundly for what from the information you disseminated upon us, and I know I did. And my heart, my, the light of my heart goes out to you, um, connecting with the light of your heart. And, um, so I'm sending you light, heart love from the West Coast to the East Coast.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, Rochelle. Uh, what a delight to be with you and your listeners. This has just been, it has been blissful for me. And thank you so
0: much. Oh, you're so very welcome, Kay. And, Um, I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm so happy that I had Kay and she was able to, again, share this information. I'm so happy that those of you who have listened have um, enjoyed the show, and I hope that you continue to listen and tell more about us. Um, I am Rochelle Lawson, and this is Blissful Living, and in closing, I would like to Wish you much health and wellness, and may you, from this moment forward, begin to live a blissful life. Goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R O C H E L E Lawson, L A W S O N, or at healthhealingwellness.com.